need labor to distribute this water. People with trucks, people with trailers who can take pallets and pallets of water on the backs of their trucks and carry it out to communities that desperately need it. What's happening out here right now is that a pure volunteer force of highly dedicated and extremely talented and resourceful volunteers are basically stepping in and filling the gap where the government is failing. What I have said is that this campaign is not just about electing a president, it is about making a political revolution. Taking money from our children and borrowing from China. People are dying. Is the program so critical it's worth borrowing money from China to pay for it? And if not, I'll get rid of it. Stop lying! Now, let's see if we can avoid the apocalypse altogether. Here's another episode of Macro and Cheese with your host, Steve Grumbine. All right, folks, this is Steve with Macro and Cheese. We have a special program today. This is a dot five, if you will, release. We have Austin, Texas suffering major water shortages because of pipes bursting from the frozen tundra that passed through the state of Texas last week. And ultimately, all the insanity that has gone on with the power and so forth. What I've done is I brought on my friend Ramteen Farasat, who is with Austin Needs Water. And I asked him to tell us what it's like on the ground, on the front lines, so that we can get them some help. So with that, Ramteen, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, Steve, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to get to share our story with your viewers. So as you said, my name is Ramteen. I'm the incident commander of Austin Needs Water. What we are seeing on the ground at this point in time is basically public utility lines are back up and running. So the government is kind of relaxed. However, still thousands and thousands of families, if not tens of thousands of families are still without water in the Austin area due to private side shutoffs. Basically what's happening is that, you know, a couple of pipes might have burst in a complex of 600 units and the landlord has decided to shut off the water, the private water lines to half or two thirds of the complex, leaving, you know, a bunch of folks without water. And they're just going to have to wait until the plumbers, which there frankly just aren't enough of to get around to, to fixing those pipes. So those folks, you know, for the next could be two weeks, still won't have water. And so we're kind of filling in and providing infrastructure for the city of Austin to, or not the government, but just for the residents of Austin to have water distributed to them. Yeah. So it's like an end around. I mean, ultimately when government fails to step up, the people end up stepping up, but the people are not, you know, just with unlimited resources. That's the problem with this scenario. The problem requires X. You guys are providing the best you can, but it's nowhere near adequate enough. There's no way you could make it adequate enough. I mean, even with help, it's still inadequate. The government needs to step in here. But what do you need? What will make you more successful at this point? Frankly, it's a lot of labor. 
We need labor to distribute this water. People with trucks, people with trailers who can take pallets and pallets of water on the backs of their trucks and carry it out to communities that desperately need it. Aside from that, you know, there's a lot of operating costs that comes with this operation from renting forklifts to renting massive amounts of space to insurance to, I mean, whatever you can think of, even clipboards and pens and Sharpies and printers and, and all of that stuff. So, you know, between labor and donations, that's really what we're in need of right now. The city has gotten a bunch of water in at this point in time, but they just, it's sitting there. They don't have the infrastructure to, to distribute it. Wow. That's amazing to me. This has been known for a little while. I mean, when did the actual freeze, went, how long has it been? It's been over a week, a couple of weeks now, correct? Yeah, it's been more than a couple of weeks. It was February, <laughs> night of February 14th. Exactly. So we're sitting here. It's now March 2nd. We're talking about literally two calendar weeks plus. And you would think by now, within a minute, we could find a way to bring airstrikes to some Middle Eastern country in Syria. And yet we can't find a way to bring some pickup trucks to a place like Texas that lives and dies by pickup trucks. That's crazy. Uh, it's not that we can't, it's that they won't. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I want to call a spade a spade, man. <laughs> if you were to tell them that there's a Trump rally or something like that, there's a strong chance they would mobilize the entire lot of all the brand new you know, F-150s to help. But here we have people without water and it's like, hey man, pull up your bootstraps, fix it yourself or I don't know. what. What's the story there, man? You know, if I had the insight of what's going through the minds of folks of the federal government, I think we wouldn't be in this situation to begin with, right? This is happening under Biden presidency. This is not a Republican presidency anymore, right? Like even the Democrats are showing that, you know, when people need, they're not going to provide. And that's just unacceptable. One might say that a corporate Democrat like Biden is like a kissing cousin of a Republican. I mean, we're not talking about some wide leap. We're talking about like one degree of separation, starting with bedside manners. Largely what we got here is a continuation, except instead of red MAGA, we're going to go blue MAGA. What exactly, it doesn't make sense to me that you have this, what I would consider to be a bona fide national emergency, akin to forest fires, akin to hurricanes. We have literally people without water. I call that an emergency. I call that a federal emergency. I say, where's FEMA? Why are we not doing something more? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we'll wait to see if they finally start to step up. I have heard rumors of some national resources coming our way, but still, even those national resources are very, from what I'm hearing, it's just not even close to what we really need to get ourselves out of crisis mode. We will be in crisis mode for the coming days that I can see, you know, it's just, it's, it's totally crazy. And, you know, actually I'll, I'll go back to, uh, you know, to Biden some more and use his own words. You, you're talking about now we're kind of in blue MAGA. I mean, let's use Biden's own words. We know he said that nothing is going to fundamentally change. And here we are and nothing has fundamentally changed. We still have people in need in crises and we still have a federal government that isn't providing for them. The change is has been superficial as far as I can tell. I'm going to go so far as to say, I saw some tweets, and this is no joke when I say this. I saw two women 
that we're going back and forth saying, oh my goodness, it is so nice to have a competent president. No crazy tweets. We just had a very quiet stealth bombing in Syria, and it just felt so good not to worry about it. I kid you not. And this was one of the blue checkmark Twitter folks. And I'm just looking at that, and I'm saying to myself, they're killing themselves to try and get Neera Tandon, a person who is an absolute disaster into OMB, who would be particularly looking at the cost of supporting you guys. And yet we still don't have relief checks. And more importantly, right here, right now, when you don't have water, you die. There's legitimate, serious health concerns with this. And they haven't made a move for this either. That tells me that we are up against something far more repulsive than I think any of us imagined. Because right now, the one thing that the US government in general has in spades is cash, digits on a keyboard. Getting money out there to support this is like the easiest thing to do. So it requires absolutely nothing but will and courage and a decision to be made. And obviously that has not been made. It's an atrocity in my mind. So Ramsey, let me ask you this. With the knowing that you are out there organizing and trying to get this stuff done, you made mention that there is some National Guard coming to support you all. Can you tell me a little bit about what that's all about and how that's going to be taken care of? Yeah, we can touch on that for a moment. Um, so these are the rumors that I had referenced earlier that I'm hearing. The thing is, like, they're telling us that this is going to happen, but based on everything I've heard over the last two weeks from the government, I'm actually not going to believe it until it materializes right in front of my eyes. And what we're also hearing is that basically the city does not have the infrastructure set up to even deploy these National Guardsmen. They've turned to us and said, y'all are running the best uh, water distribution system. You seem to have the infrastructure set up. Can we just unload, you know, the vast majority, 90% of these National Guardsmen, which is frankly a, a small quantity that we're talking about too anyway, but, you know, still 90% of them, can we offload them onto you guys? Because we just don't know where we're going to send them. They're going to be sitting around saying kumbaya if, if we don't find a place for them to go it seems like y'all are the ones <laughs> wow wow okay so at this moment in time it is like i said march 2nd this reason for us doing this podcast is in fact to get you guys some support to let people know how difficult things are on the ground for you all what parting words might you want to give folks to understand what's happening out there right now? What's happening out here right now is that a pure volunteer force of highly dedicated and extremely talented and resourceful volunteers are basically stepping in and filling the gap where the government is failing. And the government has been very, very slow to give support. You mentioned getting government dollars down here should be a really easy thing. We haven't seen a single dime. Wow. And so, you know, putting a call to pressure the federal government to send more support down here or stepping in and filling that gap because, you know, it could be days, if not this crisis may be over by the time they get around to acting to, to helping support financially. What we need is basically those dollars. What we need is donations in the form of, you know, water or even food. There's another organization, Austin Mutual Aid that's taking in food and providing food to communities that are in need right now because they can't cook because they don't have water. So, you know, water, food, monetary donations, you can go to austinneedswater.com 
where we have a GoFundMe link and a Venmo link where you can donate. And also a volunteer form if you know family in the area that may have a little bit extra time or resources on their hands, they can come down here and load up uh, some bottles in their vehicle if they have an SUV or even a sedan. We can send at least some cases with them to go out to smaller complexes and distribute those. That's really what we're looking for right now, Steve. Fantastic. It's not fantastic, but it's fantastic that you guys are doing this. And I appreciate very much the fact that, I mean, you're not getting a whole lot of sleep, are you? <laughs> I wish I was, but you know, these days, you know, we're working 16 hour days. Um, usually at, at the beginning of this operation, you're talking 18 to 20 hour work days. There were a few days where, you know, I only got two hours of sleep and I was working from the moment I raised my head from the pillow to the moment I put it back down on the pillow. So you know, there are some even a couple of 20 plus hour days for me. And that's just me. My team also is working. You know, I've got, you know, six, seven, eight people that are working probably just about as hard as I am 16, 18 hour days, 14 hour days on a regular basis here. It's a lot of pressure. And but we're getting the work done. And uh, we're still standing on two feet. And as long as we're standing on two feet, we're going to raise those who aren't. So thank you. You got it, man. Look, folks, please support Austin Needs Water. What is the website for you guys again? Just one more time to leave us with a way for folks to find you. Yeah, absolutely. It's austinneedswater.com. Fantastic. Folks, please go to austinneedswater.com. Help Ramteen and his team to be able to get those folks water. Ramteen, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Folks, please, again, support this effort. Thank you very much. Ramteen, Steve Grumbine, Macron Cheese, we're out of here. Macro and Cheese is produced by Andy Kennedy. Descriptive writing by Virginia Cox and promotional artwork by Mindy Donham. Macro and Cheese is publicly funded by our Real Progressive Patreon account. If you would like to donate to Macro and Cheese, please visit patreon.com slash realprogressive.